You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and my guest today is someone very special. She has been online and doing marketing for the last 20 years. She has so many talents. Let me read to you a little bit about her. Her name is Joan Sodkin and she is known her insightful understanding of the connection between money and emotions and how family of origin experiences affect a person's ability to succeed financially and in business. Everyone has money issues as we know and Joan's unique approach combines intuitive skills, science-based assessments, energy psychology techniques, and over 30 years of business experience to help you get past those issues so you can reach your goals. Let me tell you what she's done, right? What she's doing right now. She's currently the founder of a popular website called prosperityplace.com. She's also the host of the Prosperity Show podcast, which I highly recommend. I've listened to many, many episodes of that. And she is the author of an award-winning book called Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money. Welcome to the show, Joan. Hi, Lindsay. It's great to be here. Thank you. Did I miss anything in that intro that you wanted to add? No, Lindsay. You're doing fine. Okay. So, first things first, young lady. Why don't you tell us a little bit about ProsperityPlace.com, the Prosperity Show podcast, and your awesome book. All right. So, I've had Prosperity Place since 1997. I, it was the second website I had. And I teach people how to improve their relationship with their money with themselves, and with the Internet, because it always creeps into what I'm doing since I know so much about it. And uh, I like to help people not just go after more income, but a higher quality life where they, they learn how to uh, experience peace of mind and, along with the prosperity. So I do a lot of that. I have a podcast called The Prosperity Show that I've been doing for more than two years, and I interview a guest once a week, and once a week I just talk for 20 minutes because my favorite thing is talking. So I've decided I want to make my living talking, and here I am. Fair enough. So when you, so the Prosperity Show podcast will probably drive traffic to prosperityplace.com, and then are you at, like, is your main income to get people to sign up, and you're their coach, like their money mindset coach? Well, I like to have multiple streams of income. So I do do coaching. That works. I work on occasional websites. I uh, sell product and have occasional launches. And I do internet. <laughs> it's not a, a one-joke show. So you get to try a lot of different things. Very cool. So you've been online doing internet marketing since the beginning. So 20 years ago, you probably got the AOL disk in the mail and you dove right in. Can you tell us what your business was back then and kind of what the online marketing landscape looked like? Well, first of all, they weren't even sending out discs at that point. <laughs> I, oh, we didn't have this. <laughs> I, I had just come back from another one of my, shall we call them, spiritual journeys where I had given everything I owned away and wow. went wandering for quite a while. And I, I decided, I said to my mother, if I have a computer, I can make a living because I used to do desktop publishing when I had these little classic Macs. And so I got uh, my first multimedia computer and when I opened it, there was this little icon that said AOL 
and I clicked it, and the computer made these funny noises, and before you knew it, I was online. And before I had given everything I owned away, at one point, I had had a very large business, a mail-order business, and that where I was mailing out 50,000 catalogs at a time. I also had a, a, a wholesale business. It was wholesale, retail, and mail-order. Was, I was the first one to market crystals and minerals for healing and meditation nationwide. And I had a line of stones called Jones Stones that were in 600 stores. And I made a lot of money. I was bringing in, in today's money, uh, $50,000 a month and wound up going bankrupt because I didn't know how to manage cash flow. I figured if I had $10,000 in my bank account, I actually had $10,000. I didn't know how to plan spending and that sort of thing, which is one of the reasons I do the work that I do today. So I got online which was about six months after the browser came out for the first time. Before that, it had been all DOS, and there, there was no browser, and it was very basic Internet. And when I first got online, there were all these people who had been in the mail order business who had found the Internet. And so there were a couple of these major domo mailing lists where people were discussing, all right, what do we do now? What do we do with this? And the big deal for me was I wouldn't have to pay postage. When I had my big business, I had spent $30,000 one year on postage because that's what happened when you mailed out catalogs. And so I joined this very elite group of people who had been doing mail order and were trying to figure out how to use the net. I got online in, in, in August of 1995 and within two months had my first website. There was no software. There was, there was wow. nothing. So what, I bought this book on HTML and, and, I just, this, and I started looking at websites, which were very primitive. Remember, none of the big guys were online yet. There were no you know, big stores, and they weren't online yet. So I created this little store. My biggest, this little sh site, my biggest problem was I couldn't figure out tables. So, I, so <laughs> I'd go to a site that had tables that I liked, and I'd look at the source code, and I'd copy it, and then fill in my, my data. And, I love that. There were no order forms or shopping. There were no shopping carts. So you had to have an order form and people would mail it in. I mean, it was primitive. And it took a while for everything to catch on. And so I, I, was, I built my site. And, and then I started telling everybody about the Internet. Like, you have to get on the Internet. And they would go to me, oh, I don't need that. And I would say, this is going to be the biggest thing that ever happened. <laughs> really? Um, you had that kind of vision well, for it? As soon as I got online with that little thing with AOL, I knew that this was the future. And I, because I had just come back from this journey where I had no money and I had been wandering around, I had my mother take out a $10,000 loan for me from the bank so I could sit and, and learn how to do this Internet 10 hours a day. I mean, wow. I was going to learn. I knew this was the future. And, and so I did. And, and it, I, my first site was called Resources for Living, but someone else it, had the, the copyright, uh, the trademark on that name. So I eventually had to choose something different, and that's how I wound up choosing Prosperity Place. And so I've just been chugging along 
since 1995. And as I said, it was really primitive. And, and people started asking me, how could I build them a website? So I started building these very primitive websites. And some of the bigger businesses in town here, I built one for this major garden center and a real estate agent and, and a glass business. And I had a website development business. <laughs> That's awesome. And I just kind of let it grow organically. And I've always liked marketing and sales. And I had learned how to learned how to write direct response copy because I had the mail order business. So I knew how to write copy for the net with a strong call to action, benefits oriented. So I knew that much beforehand, and here I am. Wow. So were you ever thinking of put, going back to Jones Stones, or were you all about this website business at that time? Well, from time to time, I buy the domain name Jones Stones. I have, I have it now with a little landing page where you can sign up if I did decide to do something. And every once in a while, I'll buy a couple of pounds of stones and think I'm going to do something with it. Because personally, I have a lot of crystals in the house, and I really like the energy of stones. And so now I probably I pretty much just pass them along to my clients, and you know, it's kind of a kitschy thing to just pass along. I don't right. try to make a living out of it. Fair enough. So so you're making these websites. Did you understand the power of email marketing back then? Oh, you collect, yeah. Have you been collecting emails for all these all this time? Oh, yeah. With very, within very short order, I had my first uh, email newsletter, which was called the e-commerce advisor. And I mean, I, I started doing that immediately because uh, remember, I had been in the mail order business and the Internet is the mail order business. And so I knew I had to stay in touch with people and it was so much easier with email than it ever was before. And I just got right into it. I, I'm a pretty good writer and started writing articles and teaching people how to use the Internet so it was e-commerce advisor. I was very much into the whole e-commerce thing and eventually switched over to Prosperity Place, which was my real love. I had written a book earlier on before the Internet called Prosperity is an Inside Job. And when I had to give up resources for living, I said, okay, what do I want to do? It's What do people want? What is their problem? It's either they want better relationships uh, better relationship with their money and better gas mileage. So I thought I, <laughs> I better do the the prosperity thing, and that's you know what what chose what I was going to do. Wow! So when you launched your book, Build Your Money Muscles, what what year was that? That was about ten years ago. Oh really? Oh, it seems so relevant. Still, I've heard you speak on it a few times. It was um, it was so far. I'm a pioneer. It was so far ahead of its its time. When I was talking about emotions and money, I remember the first the first review I got online. The guy said it was a little bit too new agey. Now, really? Oh yeah. Now it's standard, right? <laughs> right. Now <laughs> everyone's talking about emotional intelligence and bringing emotions into your business. So I've been doing this work for thirty years. So that's funny. Uh, you know, it just took a while for me to get discovered. So were you, so I'm guessing your email list was fairly large when you launched that book. How did the book launch go? Oh, it, like, did all you had to do was email your list or what? Right, and every <laughs> lots of people bought it. I, I launched with an e with an ebook version, 
and then I had the hard copy. And, of course, I printed far too many books. It was right about the time when it was switching over from hard copy to, to digital. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've sold a lot of books. It's been translated into a number of different languages. And, you know, it's like my calling card. And it's been around a long time, but people are still finding it and being attracted to it. And, you know, it's turned out to be a, a very good investment for me. Are you going to write another book, Joan? Well, I have one in the can, not quite done, <laughs> not quite done. That's the story of this journey when I gave away everything I owned and went wandering and just listening to that inner voice. This was in 1975. I started meditating in 1972, and I've been on this health kick for 40 some odd years. I haven't eaten sugar since 1973. And, wow. and so <laughs> I, I, and when I was wandering, I knew I was in the middle of an interesting story. So I kept a day at a glance diary and I just wrote down who I was with, what happened. And, and I was healing my physical body as well. And so I would keep track of everything. And so I, one day I sat down and wrote out the whole timeline and then started writing the narrative. But I don't want it to be just a memoir. I want to kind of weave it into lessons that I learned. And so one of these days when I get the time, I will do that. Are you going to commit to a date on this webinar, Joan? <laughs> no, I will not. Because okay. my new interest is doing online learning courses. Online courses, I'm starting out at Udemy because I love the way people are learning now where it's just little bits and pieces here and there and you don't have to write a whole book anymore. It can be little bits and pieces. So, and I love the way it's set up with, with online courses where you do these little segments that are two to five minutes each. And I like Udemy because they have a whole marketing platform. So I'm, I'm stepping into someone's existing platform. It's like starting to sell on Amazon or Etsy. I mean, it's already there. Why, why reinvent the wheel? So I'm I'm learning everything I can about online courses now. So at some point I'll be teaching other people how to do online courses. That's awesome. Which is that's a perfect segue because I since you're such a pioneer, I wanted you to like predict some future for us. So you think online courses and Udemy are the way to go? Do you have any other predictions? Like do you have any thoughts on like Blab and all these other video things or just in general? What are your predictions? Well, it's certainly hard to keep track of everything that's happening. I believe that a lot of learning is moving online and that the whole college scene is going to change because it's gotten so absurd with with what it costs people to go to college now. Uh, and so I think that the whole thing is going to change. I think that uh, corporations are going to go through a kind of metamorphosis because so many people are leaving corporations and going into business for themselves. And the Internet, I mean, I can't believe how many resources are there now. And uh, people, anything you want to know is there. And... I mean, when I had my big business, there were no coaches. There was no Internet. Now my friend Google knows everything. Yeah, and, and, and so, so many more people are getting, you know, saying, okay, what can I start doing part-time? How can I learn this? And how can I move forward? And so I think people who know how to use the Internet are going to 
be able to build their businesses beautifully. And it's clear that the how-to people uh, are going to be the ones that are most helpful. Those are the best online courses. But I get really weirded out by people who are making you know, claims like, I can teach you how to make a six-figure income in six days, you know, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, there's so much that goes into being an entrepreneur, so much more than people talk about. And that's why I like doing the work that I do, because it's getting into the person who's going into business. Because who you are and how you think and how you feel and what you believe makes a big difference in terms of what your outcomes are going to be. So you can learn all the business skills in the world. You can read all the, the marketing books for Internet marketing. But if you don't have yourself together internally, it's just not going to work. And now people are talking about the internals so I can speak out loud and, and be proud of what I'm saying. That makes sense. So I've heard you say before that essentially um, money kind of ends up being – like you kind of use it as a way to like all of your problems you kind of take out on money. Why, why is that? Okay, because I, I think everybody knows that emotions and money go together. That when you look at your bank account and you go, oh my, that's, that's not data, <laughs> that's emotions. Right. And so I, I had two millionaire brothers and I couldn't rub two pennies together. So I wanted to know why. Why did they choose to, to create the, the stories that they were creating and I was wandering along without any money and I always had to be rescued and I did not have a happy financial life. I was sick physically, emotionally and financially. So, and by this time I was doing a lot of meditation. I would, I would sit for hours a day and meditate and I started getting these ideas and I began to see that, you know, how, my question was how do we create our life stories? Why does one person wind up rich and another person never gets out of being poor? And if, you're been, if you've been in that difficult place, how do you get out of it? And so what I came to believe, and I think it holds true, is that we have thoughts, beliefs, and emotions. And the emotions are the, the bridge between our internal and external worlds. And our behaviors are informed by our emotions. There's no such thing as a decision that is made without an emotion behind it. So I began to see, especially when I was going to Debtors Anonymous and Codependence Anonymous, I was really seeing how our emotions affect our decisions and our finances. And so, because I was brought up in a family where one of the spoken rules was Sotkins don't feel. So... Wow. <laughs> that was... That was that's harsh. Yeah, that was one of the spoken rules. And I was, uh, you know, doing all the feelings for the family and I would cry and my father would say, now stop crying. Well, I can't stop crying because I'm wounded. So, so I decided to really get into the whole emotional thing and, and to teach myself what these feelings were and how to change them. I went to some therapy and it was just a lot of talking. The, the therapy helped. But then I began to see that there were other things you could do to shift your, your intern, yourself internally and emotionally. And I, once I started feeling, and I was going to these 12-step programs, and every time I told them how I felt, they would clap. And I, <laughs> and I, and I love applause. So, 
so I did everything I could to really get good at feeling. And it was a tough process because, again, there was no Internet. People weren't talking about this, and I had to go through that process. And as I went through the process and I saw the changes I was making in my life, I was sharing what I was learning with other people. At, when I was still really sick and could barely get out of bed, uh, I would talk on the phone because I'm a talker. And I had this card printed up that said, freelance advice. Well, I was, that was coaching. <laughs> you know, I was doing that. Seriously? Yes, I, that was in 1973. And, oh and I, I would sit there talking to people, and uh, eventually I started getting paid. And then people started using the word coach, and I said, okay, that's what I do. Wow. Um, all right. Okay. I did want to, I want to, I think I gave you too many questions at once. I do want to know your opinion on like Blab and Periscope and the new video streaming type of social media. Do you have an opinion on those? Do you yes. use them? Well, I've been on a number of Blabs. I'm about to do a webinar jam uh, very shortly with uh, Barry Friedman, who teaches people how to get off sugar. And I, I people want to connect. I mean, yeah. this is the, I love the younger generation because they're all about connecting. And I think at some point just sitting and texting isn't going to be satisfying. That you need to see people. I love Skype. I love Blab and Periscope. And, and, and I haven't used Periscope, but I do use a Zoom. I, when I do my coaching, I use Zoom because I like to see who I'm talking to. And I live in this little small town. As it's not, you know, it's a destination city, Santa Fe, New Mexico, but it's a small town. And I get to have clients all over the world with, with these video interfaces. It can only get bigger. And I, I don't commit to anything more than a year. I mean, I usually do the monthly thing because who knows what's going to happen next month. You know, it's, yeah, and, that's so true. And, I, you know, I've tried Blab. The problem with Blab is that you have to be on Twitter in order to get onto Blab, and my audience isn't all on Twitter. I think it's limiting itself by being uh, just for Twitter people. And uh, I did one Blab, and we had like close to 200 people show up, which was nice. And, awesome. And uh, I, I love to do webinars. I don't think they're going away. And... What I don't, you know, I used to do webinars where I would charge ten dollars. I called them almost free webinars. Actually, I started doing them before they were webinars. I started doing teleclasses in two thousand and. Of course you did. In, in two, of course in, you in, did. In two <laughs> thousand and three, and it was so easy to make money back then because there weren't that many websites. So I I'd announce a, a almost free webinar uh, teleclass for ten bucks. And I'd have 100 people sign up. It was wow. really easy. So I still don't only do freebies. I do some somewhere I charge for it so I don't have to be selling while I'm doing it. I find that very distracting. So I just keep trying to find different ways of making money, different ways of connecting to people. Rather than focusing on making a lot of money, I focus on connecting to a lot of people because money comes from people. And if you're not connected to people, you're not going to make any money. Wow. That's a, that's, there's an awesome tip, everybody. Write that down. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the first blog, or um, it was actually a podcast you did on your own, and you, it was basically called, Can You Create a 50000 a Month 
webinar because we've all seen these emails roll through, make your dreams come true. It's super duper easy. What's your advice on that, Joan? The answer. Do we do we delete those? I, I, good idea. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. First of all, if you haven't got a significant following, nothing happens fast. Mm. And when when you start mailing people, if all you're doing is selling, and there are some of these heavy duty marketers who sell those three thousand dollar, let me show you how to do this programs. Mm-hmm. They're very salesy salespeople. You sign up for their list and you're getting emails every single day. I just can't do that because I respect people and I can't be in that selling space all the time. I think there's something lacking in in someone who can't develop relationships in in an authentic way and is always trying to game their prospects. Uh, I, I just have this empathetic relationship with people. I care how they feel. I care how they're struggling. And, and I don't care if it takes me a little longer to get them into my orbit and to make money. Am I making I as that. much money as some of these people? No. But I don't, you know, I, I'm making as much as what works for me. I find that the people who are after more and more and more, to me, they have the same problem as under earners. They're, I call them over-earners. They're always in a state of longing. And for me, I don't want to live my life in longing. I want to be in the state of satisfaction. And if you're in that state of longing, and, and you, that's all you know, you're never going to be satisfied with what you have. And, and that's, to me, that's not what life is about, just making more money and getting more people and, and getting a bigger mailing list. And one, at one point, I actually had over 100,000 people on my mailing list. And, wow. and now it's about 10,000. But there are people who are loyal and who listen to me. I like doing the podcast. People call me up for coaching who've been listening for six to eight months. It's more than I could listen to Joan Sotkin. I mean, that would be a little bit too much for me. I disagree. (laughs) And it always makes me feel so good when people say, I've listened to so many of your episodes. I mean, it's like I just sit here and talk, and if anyone's listening, okay. We're listening, Joan. So I don't like like to push. I exhausted my adrenal glands at one point. And so I respect my body systems. And when you're always pushing, always in a hurry, make more money, you're actually hurting your physical body. And what good is it if you're going to wind up with a heart attack? It just doesn't work. And people on the Internet are really young, so they're not thinking about what their, okay. what their health is going to be when they're 50. But here I am in my 70s, and... I I have one genetic thing that I finally came to understand what it was, but I don't I don't have to buy drugs and I don't have to be sick. I never get colds. I never I mean I'm healthy, and you, so you cool. don't have to get old. I mean people say to me you don't sound like you're that old. You know we have this idea of seventy five year olds that's like ancient. You know it's like the elderly. Every nah. every time they say that the elderly should get flu shots. It's like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to... I guess that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Lie, It just doesn't work. So I'm hoping to be the the model of the new 
elderly, and I hope to inspire others not to get old. Well, you know, they say that 70 is the new 20, right? I now. hope so. My, bro- my, my <laughs> brother, who's eight years younger than I am, so he's in his late 60s, he teaches the most popular spin class at his gym in Boulder. Wow, right? that's awesome. Because <laughs> I got him off the sugar right after I did, and he's been meditating, and, and, and we, we live our lives in a healthy way, and when you do that, you don't have to get old. I love that. Well, that's a perfect message to end our beautiful interview on. Can you uh, just remind people one more time how to connect with you, Joan, and to listen to your awesome podcast? Okay, just go to prosperityplace.com. Everything starts there. And there's a, there's a place where you can sign up for free stuff. Sign up there, and then you'll find out what's coming up. And I promise you this Udemy course is going to be fabulous. (laughs) Can't wait. And Joan said she will not email you every day a bunch of salesy emails, so make sure you get on her list. (laughs) I promise. When you first sign up, there's like three emails, and then it's whenever I feel like sending something out. Very nice. Well, thank you, Joan, for your time today. My pleasure. Well, there you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay from TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.